Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Regarding ID podcast. I'm Gina Jordan. Hundreds of delegates from around the world will converge in Washington, D.C. at the end of this month for the EID conference. It's the seventh edition of the gathering formerly known as the National EID and ePassport Conference. Many of the biggest names in the identity industry will delve into a range of topics surrounding the global EID infrastructure with a focus on the digitalization of citizen ID documents. Jeff Slagle will be among them. He's Director of Identity Management for the American Association of Motor Vehicle Administrators, or AMVA. My view of the conference is uh, it's an opportunity for both government and industry to come together to talk about the ongoing uh, emerging field of electronic identity and how electronic identity is going to assist us in getting to the next level in our identity management-related efforts, helping to better deliver in my world, being able to automate certain processes and and deliver them uh, in a more efficient way, and then the benefits that are there for the users and and the folks that will uh, be able to do certain things with an EID that they currently can't do and the things that will kind of flow out of that. Jeff will sit on a conference panel looking at the evolution of the e-driver's license. The discussion should fit right in with his work for AMVA and the International Organization for Standardization, or ISO. One of the things that our organization invested into many, many years ago was standardization. Um, We definitely saw how being an active participant in the development of standards would pay off in, in the form of some pretty big dividends for our community, and the standardization work took us into an international community, and before we knew it, we were establishing relationships with our counterparts all over the globe, in Europe and in Asia and in Africa and other parts of the world, a number of the countries, as well as some of the individuals that are going to be coming to the uh, conference are folks that we have done work with uh, inside of ISO. The e-driver's license session will be moderated by Neville Pattinson, Senior Vice President for Government Sales at Jamalto Incorporated, based in Austin, Texas. He and four other panelists will advance the discussion, including how the role of a driver's license has historically meant different things to different people. In other parts of the world, the driver's license didn't have the identification value that it does in North America. And now, through some of the advances that that are being made to include things that would relate to e-driver's licenses or, as we're referring to them in North America's mobile DL, that evidence of a privilege to drive now is looking a whole lot more like the real value or the thing that most people are interested in uh, is actually its identification attributes. And one of the things I kind of plan to emphasize is the lens of the, the motor vehicle authority community and what's missing. You know, we're tasked with licensing and credentialing uh, 300 million people between the U.S. and Canada. And I think given the size of that task, we're actually doing an incredibly good job, but there's definitely room for improvement. And I do believe that some of that improvement will come by way of our being able to do driver licensing in a new way, Uh, having the technology, you know, come into the picture and do for us 
certain things that an actual physical piece of plastic just simply can't. Other panel members include a couple of administrators that I work very closely with, a gentleman from Delaware, Mr. Scott Vienne. I know that Delaware has been studying this topic for some time, and I, I believe that their state legislature had asked them to come back with findings on you know, what's the feasibility uh, of a state like Delaware uh, pursuing a mobile DL initiative. And then another panelist is the head of the DMV in Iowa, uh, Mr. Mark Lowe. Iowa had determined that they wanted to go ahead and pursue a pilot where they would actually do an MDL uh, and they would do it uh, in a very controlled uh, environment, essentially just the, the employees there that work with the DOT are eligible, but they're working with them right now to prove out the concepts, and I believe that this pilot is going to last for another couple few months, and then uh, on the other end of that, they'll have findings you know, that will say, hey, this is sort of what we learned, and here's some of the experiences that we want to be able to share with states like Delaware and others that are exploring the possibility. And then rounding out the panel is a colleague of mine from United Laboratories, Mr. Arian Gillick. He and I have worked together inside of ISO under the subcommittee that is responsible for ID standards, a working group dedicated to international standardization around the driver's license. And within that working group are task forces one of the task forces is one that has been working on this subject of, you know, a mobile driver's license and what are the various use cases, what are the requirements that we're seeing. And, and again, I think a lot of that work points in the direction of there are certain things that we'll be able to do with a mobile DL that we just simply can't accomplish with a card. In addition to the Iowa MDL pilot, the Commonwealth of Virginia's new digital identity law will likely be part of the discussions. Virginia is the first state to enact a law for creating uniform standards around strengthening and authenticating digital identities. ANVA has been very, very fortunate to have an excellent relationship with the DMV in Virginia, and it may be somewhat in part due to the fact that we are headquartered in Virginia, but a couple of people have played pretty prominent roles the uh, CIO for Virginia, a uh, gentleman by the name of uh, Dave Burhop, has been instrumental in a number of efforts to study how do we deal with sort of the, the sea change and the shift in thinking about, as a citizen, do I really need to carry with me a credential for each agency that I might have to deal with, or does it make sense that I may be able to have one appropriately vetted e-credential that then enables me to go ahead and transact with any number of different agencies, and the agencies all are sort of tied into a common system that allows for this to happen. Things that I would say support this idea include initiatives like the NSTIC, the White House Initiative to Reform Cyberspace, and a movement towards having something that is secure and is dependable and will allow you to transact with different parties, but to get away from this thing of, well, you know, I have to carry one card for my health care, I have to carry a different card for, you know, dealing with another veterans affairs, or I have another card for dealing with the DMV and another card for, you know, another agency, when 
Really, the issue is, am I who I claim to be? And if you can have confidence in that, then you can figure out what the privileges are that are associated with me. And I think that that really is at the core and the heart of a lot of the work that's happened in Virginia. And we have, as one of the keynotes for the conference, a gentleman who's part of the Virginia state legislature. It's possible that the Virginia digital ID law will play a part in the widespread adoption of an e-driver's license. As Jeff points out, the DMV and others in the community can't control all the potential ways a license may be used. The driver license was initially supposed to be nothing more than evidence of a privilege. It was only after someone decided, I will depend on that driver's license as proof that you're who you say you are, did all of a sudden the driver's license now start to take on sort of, you know, new value, you know, additional functionality. And in time, more people, and I think that this would be true for the overwhelming majority of people in the U.S. and Canada, more people use their driver's license for its identification value than they ever do to prove that they have a privileged drive. Where all of that started had little to do with the actual agencies that create an issue the actual license and more to do with everybody else that's out there. And everybody else that's out there really is driving a lot of the interest in something like a mobile driver's license. The commercial sector, the financial institutions, retailers, and others are very, very eager to embrace anything that will help in combating fraud, that will help in creating a better experience for their customer. And it's those folks that are actually the ones that I think are going to continue to sort of set that pace of, well, we're very, very interested in an e-driver's license or a mobile DL. And I think in response to that, you're going to see states, many, many of them, start to go down the same road that Iowa has started, that Delaware is investigating, and others. But I toss out a couple things that I you know, hope that people can kind of keep in their thinking. One is, and this is very, very important, standardization is really still king. Nobody's going to really benefit, and we're not going to see optimal results if states like Iowa and others do this on their own without any coordination or any collaboration with the rest of the community. And I and I know from the work that I've been doing uh, with Iowa that their intention is to try to do this in a coordinated way so that there's some interoperability between what they're doing and what other states may do. And an important thing for industry to keep in mind is that we have a, a deep desire to not squelch innovation. You know, we do believe that there's a way of standardizing around this without necessarily taking away that ability from, from the industry to differentiate their products from one another. But we do have that as one of those challenges that, you know, we do have to deal with I do think it will be addressed in the panel, and that is that everybody will be very, very eager to be the first one to get something out there, but I also know that you know the long-term success of this will kind of rise and fall around the standardization. For the foreseeable future, the mobile DL won't be an alternative to a physical card. It'll simply augment the card as an option for users. Jeff says there will be scenarios where a mobile DL just won't work. And it could be as simple as someone just doesn't have the infrastructure to actually verify or to interact with a mobile DL. And then the other is law enforcement. For a myriad of reasons, we believe that there's a lot of good potential 
for a mobile DL to assist law enforcement with the task that they have, especially at the roadside. But there would be a small number of ways where this could come to pass and almost a limitless number of ways where this could go wrong. We know that because half of our principal membership are the state highway patrol and police agencies. There has been discussion around the fact that while Mobile DL has tremendous potential. We see a a keen interest in it. A lot of people are are asking for it. There also are the communities of interest where they also are interested in it, but it might be better for them initially if they can continue to be in a mode of, well, if I pull you over, I should be able to ask for and expect that you'll be able to produce your actual card. Something else that my organization is involved in, which is an interesting subject, and there may be some nexus where the issues around the licensing of an individual start to come into play, it's the subject of autonomous vehicles. Basically, what we're talking about is how do we now deal with the next generation of vehicles that are actually capable of driving themselves? And it starts to bring up all kinds of very interesting issues with regards to, well, how is the testing done, you know, for this? And, you know, what does the licensing, you know, look like? Outside of the mobile DL, I do believe that the autonomous vehicle discussion is probably the most interesting thing that's going on. AMBA's Jeff Slagle and other identity management experts from around the world will be in D.C. September 28th and 29th for the EID Conference. More information is available at eidconference.org. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Regarding ID podcast.